From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. Welcome to Invest Insights. I'm Abby Malone. I'm joined today by Chelsea Reed, the Vice Mayor of the City of Palm Beach Gardens. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Nice to meet you. So if we're going to rewind about a year and a half or so, March 17th, the day that the county started to close schools and everything else, was also the day that you were elected. What was that like? It was, um, gosh, it's unparalleled for sure. We had obviously started to hear about the pandemic possibly coming and had stopped the door knocking and canvassing as a candidate, which, by the way, was my favorite part, was mm-hmm. getting to talk to thousands of our residents. But it certainly wasn't the way I thought I'd be coming into office. I thought we'd be working on you know, things that we're hopefully going to talk about today, development, the prosperity of our area. And instead, it wound up being a a race to a vaccine and stay home, stay safe, and how to keep our businesses afloat, which I'm really proud of what our city did as well. Palm Beach Gardens has made a priority to continually reinvest in itself. And recent investments include a $7 million remodel of City Hall, as well as last year's opening of the Gardens North County District Park. Despite the challenges of the last year and a half, why is it so important for the city to continue reinvesting in these services and facilities? And what do you credit the city's ability to be able to continually invest while remaining financially sound? Well, I, I love that question. So I, I believe it's important that we reinvest in our facilities because we're listening to our residents. Each year, the city sends out a resident survey and our residents really have a value for recreational amenities. And we take that value that they have and reflect it in our budget. So we will continue to invest in recreation programs because obviously they're, you know, they're good for your mental and physical well-being, but they're also an economic generator for our local hotels and restaurants. Even with the pandemic, we saw our residents enjoying our recreational programming more than ever. If I had a dollar for every email I got about open golf quickly, I'd have a lot of dollars. <laughs> so um, even now, you know, that interest in recreation is continuing and I don't see it stopping. As far as the financially sound part, that's that's another great part of that question because we had the one cent sales tax come through the county. And what the city did that was a little bit different than anyone else was we fast-tracked our projects because we have a triple A bond rating. So We've accomplished about 40 projects, which we called Your Penny at Work. And we did this because we knew the one cent was coming. And instead of waiting for it to kind of piece by piece put in the development we wanted to change or the projects we wanted to add, instead of stringing them out, we utilized our AAA bond rating to borrow up front, plan for the future that way, building with today's dollar. Uh, That AAA bond rating combined with our nice stable tax rate allows us to forecast revenue We like to say at least five years, but really mostly we kind of try to forecast out 10. Whether we're looking at a piece of equipment or a facility, we we plan ahead for those expenses five, 10 years. We don't wait for the repair. We we build it in to the budget. And I love that you mentioned our North County District Park, which is a gem and one of my favorite places. We're still making it better. We're adding a new pavilion. We're adding more trees for shade, which we know is extremely important. And then we have another park right next to City Hall called Gardens Park, where we have a miracle field, which is an adaptive play field for baseball. There, we're also adding a bank shot basketball court, which is an adaptive basketball court. 
and an ADA play, play, playground. That'll be done in November. And then we're redoing our pool and that should uh, start in August and we should be done by um, hopefully next year for that one too. So we're, 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 we're keeping on going. Recreation is a big part of garden. Keeping very busy indeed. 51% of the city has been designated as green or conservation space. In regards to planning for future development in Palm Beach Gardens, how do you and local governance strike that balance between protecting open space while encouraging development? Right, that's the, that's the biggest question. And honestly, it's probably one of the issues I get emailed about the most from our residents. Uh, in, the, in gardens within the county though, it's kind of different. We have a really unique tool, uh, which is based on our development code. So our development code requires that 25% of whatever land is being developed is conserved for the native plant communities. So that allows the city to sort of safeguard natural assets because to us, you know, nature is the asset, right? But we're, we're business and development friendly because we also bring in a really cool group, which is our DRC, our Development Review Committee. And the DRC is a group of everyone on our staff, as well as the folks that we're working with. So if we have an applicant coming in and we encourage them to sort of cluster their development so that we can leave that space where it is. And we also have a lot of mixed use. So mixed use is where you have commercial and residential together. And again, we kind of cluster it to preserve that open space. A great example of that is right here in Avenir, which is a new development. They're going to have about 3,900 homes, but half their acreage is going to be nature preserved with trails. And they're not just preserving what was already there. They're actually improving it. They're getting rid of invasive species and it's, it's going to be amazing. So, you know, kind of our culture, combined with uh, the ability to protect the, our, our area and then using the DRC really shows where our priority is, I think. With the rapid uh, immigration of people and businesses from across the country, namely the Northeast into South Florida, what is being done or what more needs to be done uh, to keep the growth of Palm Beach Gardens sustainable for the long term? You know, we've been thinking about this for a long time. So Palm Beach Gardens actually started in 1959, Jody MacArthur, Again, going back to your previous question, gardens. So we're trying to say our 50% of gardens in Palm Beach Gardens. But when he developed it, he thought we'd be at 55,000 residents in no time. And actually, we just hit that number. So we've been thinking about it for a long time. What we've done is we're now incorporating and focusing heavily on mobility. So we've adopted a mobility plan. We are investing in mobility. The idea is to move people. Uh, to be people-centric, not car-centric. Instead of widening a road, let's make it accessible for all kinds of different vehicles. You know, personally for me, part of why I wanted to get elected was to pass and promote that desire to have a relationship with, with people in transportation uh, without a car and for our community, for, for development, for our health and, and for our environment. So there are things like smart streets, vision zero, transit-oriented development. And again, mobility is key for us. So by bringing all that together here in the city, we'll have a connected environment that's safe for all riders. And I really believe that we're inspiring a lot of other municipalities to do the same thing. And as we find ourselves in this new landscape, what's next for the city of Palm Beach Gardens and the local economy? The mobility fee is going to be helping us quite a bit as we work it and increase our TOD. We just passed a transit-oriented development ordinance this year. So we have the transit-oriented development, we have mobility, and together that plays off of everyone together, and it's already attracting folks. We have the FPNL building that's going up just off of PGA 95, DeVosta Towers, two great businesses just came in, AeroClean and Virtue Financial with, with high-paying, exciting jobs. 
Uh, we want to keep continuing to attract these target industries to have uh, a strong business home for them here in Palm Beach Gardens. And by passing TRD, by bringing in mobility, it's going to allow us to have workforce housing. It's going to have a train station. It's bringing in personal service and recreational space all within that area while maintaining that 51%, which I'm really proud of. And the thing I love about all of it is that you can find it on our website. We have the most transparent government I've ever found because all of the projects, everything we're talking about is just a click away for anyone who's curious or for all of them. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.